0: Hi friends, this is Landon. Welcome to Part 2 of Introducing Inquire Inside. Today, Braden asks me a number of questions regarding how and why my mindset has changed in the way of discipline, time management, and accomplishments. Among the many questions that come up, we discuss whether or not there is an unhealthy side to self-development, being a good steward of what you have, should you feel guilty for your accomplishments, the time you spend with your kids versus the example you're setting for them, and so much more. We're going to jump right into the conversation here, so thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy the show.
1: You know, we touched about this a little right away when we started, um, but one of the questions I would ask you, um, why Why did you want to grow? Why did? Why was self-discipline important to you? Uh, we, you know, we touched about this briefly, but it was there anything specific that happened that said, okay, Landon, where you're at, you're not good enough or you're not, you're not who you, who you should become. You know, um,
0: growing up, I had a lot of bad habits of just laziness, um, or, uh, extreme lack of self-discipline and, um, but also I, I didn't have a whole lot of. I, I, I lacked purpose. I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life, and um, I think I got to a point eventually, and it was just kind of a downward spiral. And even after I became a Christian, that was one step in the right direction. But even then, I was kind of like, "Well, still, what? What does? I still wasn't a very uh, driven individual. I didn't. I still didn't have the greatest." Um. Self-discipline when it came to how I managed my time and my money. Okay. Those two things still weren't very good. I wasn't necessarily doing bad things or anything, but but I wasn't a very productive uh, individual. I didn't com- contribute a whole lot to society. Mm-hmm. Um, and primarily because I had a lot of bad habits coming up to that point. Right. So, you know, I, I would say... I struggled with that a lot, just the the basics of like self self-discipline and I didn't like structure, I didn't like deadlines, I shied away from those things because I felt like they were limiting and um constraining. Thank you. Thank you. But then I got married. It was the love of a good woman. <laughs> no, no, it but really though, it was when I got married and I realized um you know, they say that that's kinda of when you are the first time you realize how selfish you are. And right. then when you have a child, it's when you really realize how selfish you are. Correct. But it, it really kinda of started when I when I started a family, when I got married, and then, you know, we had our, our first child within a first year of being married. And I realized uh that what I did with my time and money are two big things for me. Okay. Because you can those things can either give or take away options, time and money. And uh, and like I said, those are probably the two things that I misused the most in my younger years, uh, or, or leading up to this point. So when I when I started a family, I realized those two things mattered more than ever because they were both slipping away. <laughs> Correct. So the fact that they were both becoming scarce, I realized um that i need what i had of each time and money i needed to be and here's the key word intentional sure with each of them intentional and um so it was really probably not until and, and here's the thing i was still um not in a very good place as far as my my structure my time management and so forth even when when our baby came along but that was the beginning that was when the awareness began and when I began acknowledging you suck right <laughs> you got some more to do yeah right and um and so that but the cool thing is, again once that once that awareness was there I I truly believe I've been slowly growing ever since now again I've got a lot of work to go because up until you know like for the first 25 27 years of my life I didn't have this mindset at all um so just in the past you know few years i've become i I've, it's me come becoming more aware has affected the relationships that i've had the conversations that i have and uh you know the, the content that i consume it's not just all entertainment it's you know how to be better at, at you know at, at fitness at time management at, with money it's it's that's more the kind of content i'm consuming and that that affects my habits uh, I was never a morning person and, and now I'm up before six every, just about every day. And, uh, oftentimes it's just, you know, I'm, I'm getting up, you know, five fifteen five thirty, And that was unheard of when I was younger. Now I'm not saying that's like so early in the morning. I'm just saying I'm consistent. And that is very, very early
1: compared to when I used to wake mm-hmm. up, like before I was married and stuff like that. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, cause again,
1: what, what cause, was it, what was the quality? I, I'm just curious what the quality of your life was prior to, okay, you being aware and saying, okay, listen, uh, I need to change, but were you happy? Were you happy before you, were you seeing that desire to change or before you knew you needed
0: to change? Really? I, I thought I was, okay, but looking back, I'm just like, you were missing out on so much. Okay. It, but to your question, like what, what was to answer your question as far as what was my quality of life? It wasn't very good, but it's all I knew. Right, like living paycheck to paycheck and not setting any money aside, um, maxing out credit cards, you know, sleeping in until right before I had to get up and go to work. Okay, staying up late watching Netflix—that was my life. Okay,
1: but that's all I knew. Um, but you felt fulfilled. I'm, I'm curious. I, I didn't know what fulfillment was. Okay, it is. It was about
0: perspective, mm-hmm. and then. Okay. It, it wasn't until I tasted the satis- the gratification of having a, a routine, having some non-negotiables. What am I going to accomplish today? Actually, actually being com- like committing to those daily goals, those daily non-negotiables. That's when I really began to experience fulfillment. Like, and it's addicting. Like, okay. I got on, it was, it, it gives you momentum. Then you want to be more productive, more disciplined in other areas of your life. Yeah.
1: So you probably would have told yourself, uh, okay, what age do you think you you started to acknowledge this? It would have been. You were just newly married, right? Yeah. Okay.
0: I, w- I It was 26 or 27.
1: Okay. Would have you told yourself sooner? Had you known what was lying ahead? The potential that was lying ahead. Obviously, you weren't necessarily aware of it, right? You you just said you you didn't know um, what potential or what true fulfillment was. Now, I'm not saying you should look back and regret it, but do you wish you would have known earlier? Or you think the earlier, you know, the you, say you moved out of the house at 18 or 19, and you had. Five, six years in between there that You didn't waste But looking back who you are today You would say that was potentially A waste or uh, Not not a very good You know Use of my time or do you think those five Or six years of you kind of just moping Around is ultimately what Got you to 26 years old And said okay now from 26 To who knows how long You're going to live you're going to be on fire because I spent five years of wasting my life. Or do you say, nah, that that led me to who I was at twenty-six? If I had to pick
0: one, I would say that's what led me. Okay. To the growth. But there I, I will admit there's a part of me that's like, those were wasted years. Or or I or I ask myself, how much further along could I be had I not wasted that time and that money back then okay so i do kind of recognize both but here's the thing i appreciate where i am at more today and i am motivated to continue to develop today because of those those poorly handled years so it really depends on perspective if you look at it with that perspective maybe those years do have value um but i maybe won't necessarily i'm going to continually see or reap the benefits of those years in the future in some aspects it set me back but uh from a from a if you consider the mindset like i when i reflect back on that i'm like man like i do not want to have to be pushing my grocery cart around the grocery store with my calculator in my hand adding up everything I'm putting in the cart factoring in tax just to make sure my credit card is not gonna get decline on the way out like if I I can keep that fresh in my mind that keeps me that keeps me from slipping
1: back into that okay so in that case it's valuable right right so you're basically to somewhat degree you're using the failures of life to motivate you today. yes, okay fair enough. You know, and the, re- the reason I ask these questions, I mean, the reasons I ask them, I'm curious, you know, you don't have to get real specific yet. We'll, we'll get into specific goals um, later on. But uh, what are you aiming for? What are you shooting for? Um,
0: that ideal version of myself. Right. Now, uh, to be more specific it's a combination of you because know, i have myself and my relationship with with god and then i have who i am with my family and what do i want what is what do i want my the lifestyle of my family to be so there's multiple different factors to this of course as far as what i'm what i'm aiming for what i think about most often is the life my family will have that's i would say that's the biggest thing that's on my mind but then also
1: i you know what now that i
0: say that it's it's kind of it goes back and forth between that and then who i want to be for my family and and here's here's a thought that just popped in my mind Sometimes I can focus too much on who I want to be, and I can maybe kind of lie to myself, not I can, I can say, well, this is it's who I want to be for my family, but it turns selfish sometimes because I'm so focused on developing oneself, there will always be value. However, if not handled correctly, it can there it can come with the cost of you can sacrifice time and investment into others and into your family. And again, I'm not saying that. So it's an unhealthy thing. I'm saying it's the way you are investing in your own growth. That's not healthy because you shouldn't, you should be able to develop and grow personally without sacrificing <clears throat> your role and your responsibility. Like for me as a, as a husband and a father. So I, I am guilty of that. And that's, Something I've become more aware of recently. I feel like, yeah, I'm doing really good. And then like then I'm like, oh shoot, well, I forgot to do this for my wife or I spent too much time on this to where like my wife had to, had to watch the baby all day or something like that. Um that is something I need to be aware of. But coming back to your question, like 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 what's it all for and everything, what am I trying to do? It's I, I if I had to summarize it, it would be like I have a fairly clear vision as far as what do I want the life of my family to look like our lifestyle as far as um you know the home we want to have and um the property we want to have and what we want to do what we want to do with what god has blessed us with that's that's a great way to say it i always think of myself as being a steward of the material things god has given me i need to be a good steward i every day i pray for wisdom that i will use what god has blessed me with that it won't be a waste I, I can't take that lightly, that, you know, some be like, oh, these are all earthly things, they're all going to burn up someday. Well, no, these are things to be utilized. Yeah, they're sure. all going to pass away someday. But while I'm here, recognize that it, it did come from God, and it's my responsibility to use them wisely. And whether that's, you know, <clears throat> money, a home, you know, material things, whatever. Um, Hannah and I have a very clear vision as far as, uh, a, a very clear vision as far as what we want our our home to look like. And not just a home is in the physical things, but as far as the attitude we have, right? Um,
1: well, how the people, environment,
0: exactly. The, 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 the culture, the environment, how people feel when they come into our home and we're, we're, we have a vision we're working towards that. So that's, and it, it's fairly clear. I won't get into all the specifics right now, but we do have something fairly clear ironed out and we are working towards that. We're progressing towards that. Um then and then kind of a um a part of that, a piece of that is is myself, the role I play in that. Right. And I recognize that if I am better, if I'm fulfilling my role and if I am taking on the uh, the the God given responsibility that I have in their lives, the lives of my family, but then also just what kind of man do I want to be? When I'm gone, what do I want people to remember about me? Um, what do I want to know? And not even just like when I'm gone, but like when people think of me, like we were saying earlier, what do people say about me? Right. And and what is the impact I'm having on others? Um, and I don't necessarily I'm not saying I want to be again, we're not saying like you and I want to be like some kind of inspirational figures that everybody looks up to. Right. Everybody, as we were saying earlier, has impact on others. We all do. right? And we're just lumping ourselves in with everybody else. But what we're saying is we just want to do our part in having the impact that we're capable of, right. that we are truly capable of. So that's something that I'm working on and I'm working towards is how can I truly use what I've been given to have... Um, to promote that growth or to promote that change that I want to see around me, whether that's in my church, my community, or in my country. Yep. Yep. That's, that's what's, that's what kind of goes through my mind as I seek to grow. There's a lot of things that I would like to see different or that I would like to see change in my church, Mm -hmm. in my community, in my country. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, I've been given life. I've been given a mind. I've been given many material things. I've been given money and time. Everybody else has as well. And I'm not saying I've gotten, I've got it better or I've got it worse than anybody else, or I've got more than anybody else. But the fact of the matter is, is I have it. I have, right. my, I have my health for sure. I I think about that often. I have my health. That's huge. And um, it's up to me to use those things responsibly <clears throat> and to. If you're not use, using what you've been given to. Promote to make things better around you. Why are you here? Right. Okay. And but we all have a little bit different definition of what is better.
1: Right. What's good. Right. Yeah. And I have I have my idea of what's better. What's Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. So I got I got a question on that on that trek um, on that um, path. how, How do you how do you work between discipline and grace? I mean because. Like there's struggles. I mean, you you and I would be lying to ourselves and to anyone who's listening if it's not a struggle. It most certainly is. But how do you how do you walk yourself through those times when it's like, Landon, you need to implement more discipline. You're not being hard enough on yourself versus all right, Landon. You're crushing yourself. You're just killing yourself. Like, give yourself some grace. Let's pick up. um, You know, is the outcome what I wanted right now? Did I hit my goal? No. But here's a time where I implement grace. How do how do you deal with that? Because I mean, and this question is somewhat coming from. I mean, just three weeks ago. Or not three weeks ago. It was a couple months ago. You had COVID, and you were planning on deadlifting 500 pounds before the end of the year, or before your birthday was. On, uh, on my birthday. Yeah. On your birthday, and and then you were out for two weeks. So is it like, oh, well, Landon, you just didn't work hard enough, you know, or is or was that a time you were able to walk alongside and say, this is a time I need grace because this almost, I mean, it didn't almost kill you, but it knocked you out. Yeah
0: that that was a time where I could definitely pretty easily give myself grace in that specific example um I had never experienced feeling that crappy before and like you for said, that long for that long i w- I was never on death's door or anything like that but I had never felt that crappy before and just sucked the, literally sucked the life out of me for a little bit and I had to pretty much start from scratch not not scratch but it put me back pretty far now. Um, this is a whole other subject that we can talk about. You know, it, it didn't take me long to get back what I had, um, health wise and strength wise. I'm really grateful for that. And, uh, but, but that was a time where it was to answer your question. I was able to, I felt completely fine with giving myself the grace because it was completely out of my control. So at first I was like, I don't, I'm gonna have to get back to you on this question, but this is kind of pops into my head due to that example that you just gave is when I can give myself more grace or when I should, it's when there's factors that are truly out of my control. (laughs) Whereas if the results, the predicament that I am in are due to my lack of discipline or my selfishness, that's when I'm going to be harder on myself and I should be. And there is, there is a line there. Um, in the past I struggled with, I went through a little, nothing serious. You know, some people really struggle with anxiety and depression. I've struggled with a little bit of that in the past, you know, just a little bit of depression. And, uh, a a part of that was just beating myself up over things and just kind of wallowing in, um, not like you're, you're a terrible person, but I've acknowledged that. And I try not to do that anymore because I realize that's not productive. Beating yourself up. Doesn't I mean the thing is done you know right acknowledge that you messed up but if it's learn from it yeah if, if you're just beating yourself up you're not learning from it and you're just you're not trying to get out of that mistake or that situation that you set yourself up in. you're not doing any good um but anyway yeah so like what you just said if you do mess up don't dwell on it uh have that um acknowledge that you that you messed up if you need to apologize to somebody, do it quicker the better. If there's something you need to repent for, you know, do it, make restitution, but then move on. And I'm saying this like I'm speaking to others, but I'm really speaking to myself because I still I still struggle with dwelling on, <clears throat> yeah, man, you jacked that up and you're a terrible person, and that doesn't that only slows me down. That doesn't help me progress forward at all. Okay,
1: okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. But on the flip side, you talk, you know, do you ever feel guilty about your accomplishments? I mean, because it just as easy as it, it, at least for me, as easy as it is to slip and dwell and moan on the bad things that you've messed up on and you know you could have done better and you should have done better, even if you gave 100% and the outcome didn't go the way you wanted to, you still can get upset and 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 the mind will still play tricks with you. Oh, I mean you didn't you didn't actually give hundred percent. You didn't you, you 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 know, whatever the excuse is, right? And you can easily slip back into this self pity. Right? But on the other side of it, when success happens, you're not actually no Landon, you're not actually that good. You the success hasn't come from the work you've put in. The success, do you struggle with that?
0: I haven't really thought about that much, but honestly, I think I would say, if I had to just give a straight answer, I would have to say no. Because this might sound weird, but I don't feel like I'm very used to success. Okay. I feel like I, to be perfectly honest with you, and this is this is my perspective, my opinion. Oh, for sure. Other other people might look <clears throat> at me and say other things, but what matters is what I think of. How I gauge myself, you know, ultimately. Well, that's you got to live with yourself, exactly. So, I mean. <laughs> so I, what I'm trying to say is, is I don't think I've truly experienced success. I didn't truly experience success until uh, my mid twenties. Yep. Early, early to mid twenties, and that was just in one area of my life, <clears throat> and that was fitness. Okay. That's when. Early to mid twenties was when I, uh, like, kind of re- I was in peak condition, um, both body composition and strength and so forth. That was truly the first time I can actually say, "You
1: accomplished something," <clears throat> with from your own efforts. And and I, I believe that one hundred percent. Right, but you don't feel guilty that. I mean, you and I had this conversation last night. Your brother Levi got his legs caught in the lawnmower. You're a healthy individual. Like, is that, is there an element of luck? Is there an element of, listen, I was born in a great family. I, I, I had this opportunity, you know, you weren't born in Africa, uh, where, where you don't have access to YouTube. You don't, you're not, you know, you're standing on the shoulder of dry, of giants. I mean, there's guys that you look up to in the fitness world, in the, in the podcast world, whatever that is. Right. And and you have access to the resources To make that happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like you grew up, like, your mom and dad are solid, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Your siblings, I mean, although you don't agree with them on everything, you still say you love them. There's not hatred flying around in your household. There's There's still a
0: degree of harmony there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: There's still an element of we're family. Okay. So, like, these are things that you and I enjoy that a lot of people don't enjoy. A lot of people don't have the luxury yeah. of enjoying. So, Landon, knowing what you know today, had you been born disabled or had you been born in a family with with separate parents, had you been born, you know, and again, I'm not putting any situation above another, but I think it becomes a mindset, right? Okay, so pretend you were born in a low-income family and, and you were you were an immigrant, the cards might be stacked against you a little bit more. I'm just, you know, you and I enjoy things because of the environment we were brought on, because of our solid families, because of the awesome community around us, or at least, I, you know, I'm speaking a little bit. So that, that maybe was where the, the question was coming from a little bit, because although you've had to put in the work, you've also had this awesome opportunity. Surprisingly, I I have a pretty straight answer for you here. Okay, I love the question. Okay, because, and I'm asking this question because I think about it often too. Do you really? Well, absolutely. I've told you this before. That's okay. I do remember. I do recall now that that you Mm -hmm. say that. Yeah. Okay. Because
0: like 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 with the success of your of your family's farm and stuff like that. Right. So, but to answer your question, I would again. I think I'd have to say no. I don't feel guilty, and here's why. And here's the thing, I you know. A lot of people will say, you know, a lot of people say like, well, you, you know, maybe you should, maybe you shouldn't, they, maybe they wouldn't say that you should feel guilty, but I feel like there's kind of a narrative going around right now that like you should be almost feel guilty. Oh, I know. I,
1: I'm not buying into that. I'm not, I'm not buying into I'm that. I'm not either. but well, right. So here, so let me tell
0: you why. Let me tell you why. Here's why I, I'm going to say no to your question of do you feel guilty because of what you mm-hmm. have or because of what I've accomplished. The reason why I say no is because... What I have, what I've accomplished, what I've done, it's only because of the grace of God. Okay? It isn't because of me. Everything I have has been given. And it's up to me, as I said earlier, to use what I've been given. And how I would look at it is somebody who is struggling and another thing is like a lot of it it's it's relative like who's struggling who's not struggling so there's some people that have a lot they don't have running water and stuff like that in africa but hey they might be happy it doesn't mean they're not happy and so let, we'll get that out of the way like right we, we acknowledge that but for somebody who is legitimately struggling let's say um you know you know where at wherever they um or they're a part of a broken home or they don't have good health like you were saying. And this is kinda of where it gets a little hairy because then then the then people ask, well, did God not bless them? Did God not love well, them? Oh, for sure. And so yeah, we could but I just I just think that I don't know. You're just not gonna get anywhere playing that game. Right. Because we don't. It's not beneficial.
1: It's not, but in that you're never really going to be able to answer that question. Well, it's it's just as hurtful as you banging yourself up over, you know, the, the depressive side. Absolutely. Here's the thing.
0: We, we We've all been given something, and some of us have been given more than others, and some of us have been given different things. What you've been given and how much you have doesn't matter what matters is what you do with what you have and the outcome that you get due to what you invested in what you have that's going to look different from everybody and success is relative joy like like, what makes you yeah yeah you know, what make, what brings you peace isn't necessarily what brings someone else peace, you know? And I think that's why it's dangerous to really compare yourself to someone else or to approach one group of people and say, I'm gonna use the P word, you're privileged, and this group of people, you're not. It's a, it's a very, to me, that's, you're not gonna get anywhere playing that kind of blame game. Right. If you truly wanna see growth, and if you truly want to see, because here's the thing, there's no such thing as fairness. Life isn't fair. All right. Good point. And because we live in a fallen world, mm-hmm. you're you're never going to make the world fair. And blaming myself for the gifts that I've been given, not the privileges, but the blessings and, uh, and stuff that I've been given, that's not going to do anyone else any good if I... Because here's the thing. If, I, if I'm like, oh, if I feel guilty about the success, what does that say about my gratitude towards God? If I truly believe it came from him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My job is to, to be grateful and to utilize what I've been given. Mm-hmm. And that's your job too. That's everybody's job listening to this. And if you ever tell another individual that they should feel like a victim or that they they deserve something better than what they have, you are taking away or you're telling them not to be grateful. You're telling them to be unhappy and you're telling them, you're robbing them. Yeah. Right. You are telling them they're a victim and that is not empowerment. That's not encouragement. That's not support. Everybody has potential. And again, your outcome is that that's just the way it is. It's not going to look like everybody's outcomes are different. Like, Mm -hmm. like Joe Rogan says, man is not equal with man. Right. You know, you've got this guy who's, you know, Six foot five and can, you know, dunk a basketball. This guy over here who's five foot three can dribble. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's just, but here's the thing. Maybe that guy is, maybe he's got a YouTube channel and one of those video game YouTube channels and he's making millions. Right. The other guy's making millions playing basketball.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I truly believe that everybody has their. Everybody has the potential to make their millions. And I'm, I'm saying that, I'm just using that as an example, to right. make their millions. The, I'm the just saying, financial, yeah. right, right. I'm not even, like, monetarily, I'm just using that as an example. Just anybody, everybody has the potential to, to have a level of success oh, with what right. they've been given.
1: Right, right. That might not, that might not be financial. Right. You're yeah. saying, right, relationship-wise, whatever that
0: is. Everybody has their role in this world as far as what they <clears throat> can contribute. It's all about what, what can you contribute. Everybody has something. Right. And, and here's the thing. If you're telling somebody that you're that they're a victim, you're telling them they have nothing to contribute. You're telling you're you're devaluing them and what they actually have to bring to the table. Right. You're taking that away from them. Like you said, you're you're robbing them of that. Right. Um, sorry, one more thought and then I'll 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 turn it back over to you. I'll shut up here. But I heard it said the other day that <clears throat> life isn't a gift, it's an investment that God didn't. Yes, he gave you life, but he invested in you because he he knew that you you would. There's things that could come from your life. He invested life into you, and it's it, it all comes down to you being a good steward and using. Is there going to be return on God's investment?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: In other yeah, words, Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And even if you don't, even if you don't believe in God or don't believe in that you were created by God. Think that's still a good perspective. Think of your life as an investment. Is there going to be a return on this investment on your life? Right. Are you going to leave? Are you going to leave this world, leaving behind more than I'm obviously came into this world with nothing, but you know what I'm saying, right? Are you going to be able to leave something behind that others something behind that others will be able to gain from and and have
1: value from, right? Like when others. Yeah. No, most certainly. Okay. I got one more. uh, Well, one more. I got a lot of questions, but another question along that line of, of your growth and of your goals, do you ever feel like you become like, how do you know when to stop or how do you know when enough is enough? So to speak. Okay. So you set your limit at deadlifting 500 pounds. It was was 525, by the way, 525. (laughs) I better get that right. Yeah, I better get that right. That's a lot. I have listed to, 500,
0: 500 pounds before, so this was to, to this, take that up this, a
1: notch. That was to take it up a notch. Okay. Congratulations. By, did you hit that goal?
0: I'm still working on Here. it. I'm not there yet. That's
1: all right. Okay, good. Okay, but how do you know, like, you know, at what point? So you hit 525 and you say, okay, now I'm going to do 600 three years from now. Like, at what point do you say, this is my obsession with obtaining this goal? Comes to an unhealthy manner, and I'm not saying I'm not saying deadlifting. It. That that no, 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 that's no. irrelevant to what we're. I mean, uh, that's irrelevant. Yeah, I understand what you're saying
0: because yeah. that question needs to be asked in, with every type of goal or development <clears throat> or anything that you invest yourself or into. even
1: calling. I mean, you hear a lot of, of of believers will say, "Well, I I felt the Holy Spirit. I felt Christ call me to this." And and they'll all of a sudden take that to an unhealthy level, yes. and it's like
0: yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa! Like look at what you're overlooking in order to achieve this thing that you're claiming For that sure. God gave to you or told and, you and all
1: and sometimes in those in those unbelievable pursuits, all that God wants you to do is just sit back and enjoy His presence a little bit, uh, and enjoy you know take a look back and see how far He's brought you, enjoy the the, the blessings though they may be simple and small, enjoy them. You know what I'm saying? Because, and I ask this question because I've had unhealthy pursuits. Um, we all, and so we how, all have. how do you limit that? And how do, you, how do you ease off those when they're out of control?
0: I'm going to talk about the deadlift first and then, then that'll, that'll maybe kind of help me think of other things. So I think every, we have, passions for different areas of life we have goals for different areas of life some of them matter more than others right my deadlift for example it's a it's a goal I honestly don't know if I'm really that concerned with lifting more than that would I like to sure but I recognize the amount of time sacrifice commitment and attention that would take to get there. And I'm getting um and and it and it's like again, that's an investment. For sure. It's <laughs> not like a broken record today, but that's an investment. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing the what I'm going to have to invest is gonna have to be taken from somewhere else. And those things might, those things that I'm gonna have to pull from, they might mean more to me than this deadlift for example if i'm if i'm having to and this is just one for i feel like i'm using this example a lot but it but it is one that happens uh, that's it's very um common in the stage of life that i'm in if my wife has to watch my children by herself because i had to go eat another meal or because i had to go get in in another session and i'm not that's a good thing right but i'm saying is it can cross an unhealthy it can cross a threshold to where it's i'm i'm what matters more to me is time with my daughter okay and now there's not saying i'm never going to work out you you know that because because up to a point my my training and my my the food that i eat and stuff it it um that's an investment into my daughter because the time that i do spend with her i'm more awake, I'm more energized, I can move, I feel good, and so we're gonna enjoy our time together that much more. Whereas if I'm tired and I'm achy, and I'm cranky, why am I even there? So it's it's a it's a it's quite the dynamic because right now there there's a point to where me training and eating healthy, it's an investment into what really matters to me, and that's my wife and my daughter. But there is a line that can be crossed to where <coughs> I'm investing I'm no longer investing in them, and it's just in this goal and uh, in the in the health goal so it, it's all about perspective and keeping the perspective of what truly matters to me. so coming back to your original question, like like when is it when is it too much in that aspect in that one aspect of <clears throat> of like the goal of this deadlift PR, I just have to keep my eyes open and be aware of. Of the moments where, ooh, that was an opportunity where I could have been there for my wife, helped her with my daughter or whatever, and I wasn't because I was focusing on this goal. I have to be aware of that. Now, the problem is what I'm – something I'm struggling with right now with uh, some smaller goals that I'm not – I'm so focused on those goals. I'm not I'm not noticing those moments that I'm sacrificing time with my wife and daughter. And, and my wife had to point that out to me, and so I'm – I'm recognizing that I have to be more aware right now in other areas of life it gets a little more hairy Um, but I I do think as, as far as when is it when is this goal when is this passion unhealthy but I do think ultimately what you have to bear in mind is what does really matter if if this whole world burns down or if your whole world burns down what's the thing that you're still gonna be upholding beyond all else and, you know, I would say it's – for me, it's like, well, ultimately, it's going to be my – for both of us, it would be, like, our relationship with with, with Christ, right? right? But aside from that, right. as far as earthly things, it's going to be, are my is my family safe and healthy? Mm-hmm. That's going to be, like, my number one priority. Mm-hmm. So – and like I said, though, I think other goals and passions, though, they will help you with, you know, promoting the health and the safety of your family. But, again – if those in if your investments in those areas begin to pull away right. from your that investment, and I, I'm I'm gonna actually I'm gonna think about this a little more this this question well this is a good question, because but that's how I would answer it is just if if you're having taking things <clears throat> away from them, and this is kind of becoming too high of a priority, that's when you kind of have to check yourself. Go ahead.
1: Well, no, that that actually leads directly into my next question because though so basically what you're saying. Now, uh, to recap what you just said, I mean, you're basically trying to not necessarily time manage, but you're basically trying to find that medium, find that happy medium, and and though you pursue, you know when to idle back a little bit, and you know when to lay off a little bit, um, which is great. Now that leads though into my next question: Do you think? And again, this is an opinion-based question because people have different ideas on this, a lot of different ideas, but there has been great results from both. Here's the question. Your time versus your example. Your time versus your example. Okay, listen, you and I both know time really comes from the quality of, is what makes the impact. Okay? You being at your best with Cora for 30 minutes is better than you being mediocre for 2 hours with her. Maybe not. Maybe maybe not mediocre because guess what? Life does get mundane sometimes and it will. Doesn't matter who you are, you will have mundane moments. That's just the way we are. And and that's the way it needs to be to a certain level. Is Cora better off seeing you I'm using your I'm using Cora as an example anyone really as, sure, as an example sure. um
0: any anyone that I may influence
1: right so are you better off help I mean to a certain degree showing Cora certain um or excuse me spending time with her versus actually just being that example and what I mean by that and this is directly coming from one of the I listened to I listened to some of Patrick by David's short clips. He's, he's an insurance guy. And, uh, one of the things that he grew up seeing his dad once a week on Sundays because his dad, they were poor and his dad worked from Monday to Saturday at like three o'clock when he got home from the store Saturday nights, it was the same thing. They wouldn't, he would get home, they'd go to a movie, they'd, they'd eat supper, they'd go to a movie, they'd get home, they'd go to bed at like 9, 30, 10 o'clock. They were up early, 6 o'clock the next morning. They'd, uh, um, I forget what their morning routine was. They'd go to church, they'd come home, they'd eat supper, maybe read a few books, and that was it. And he didn't see his dad again basically till the next Saturday night because his dad was gone before he you know, got up and he was sleeping when his dad came home. But he also, that... Example that his dad showed is what drove him to build a billion-dollar insurance company. Now, again, how do you find that level? Because he's he's perfectly, he's okay. He is thankful for the for the example his dad set, but he never seen him. Though the moments he had with his dad were great, it was Saturday night and Sunday, you know, versus. Time. Everyone says time, 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 time. And it's like, well, yeah, sure, to a certain degree. But at the same point, it's like you and I, or you and your wife, or you and your child, or you and your your coworker, to a certain degree, talk is fine. But at what point is it? Okay, implement, implement, implement. And my question being, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. I know, you, I know you could potentially stem off what we talked about earlier. Listen, I'm going to just be, you know, I'm going to be, you know, try and put my eggs in all the baskets a little bit, and I'm going to, you know, be there for good times. You know, or I'm going to be there and, and be present in times, but I'm also going to lead by example. Um, if you were to slay or if you were to sway one way over the other, what would it be, time or example? Definitely example. Okay, where does that line, you know, are you talking 7030? You talking 8020? You talking 9010? Where's that line? As of today, that could change 2 months from now.
0: I would see I would say this is this might sound a little cheesy, but I would say where there's where you're at peace with it. <clears throat> and that's going to look different for everybody. And that's that's going to be dependent on what is the relationship like with your wife, with your daughter, with those around you. If if it's uh, if there's if you're noticing the connection deteriorating or the quality going down, you don't have the conversations that you used to have, or like an example like that you gave, like with your children. If all of a sudden you see them start doing things that you didn't think they would do, and and they're not healthy things, that peace is going to be gone, and that means. <clears throat> Um, that's a great way to kind of check yourself and realize that, um, you know, the red light's going to go on like, okay, I need to start spending more. Am I answering your question? I feel like maybe yeah. I'm going back over to the, to the, to the goals thing, but cause you, you had asked, um, where's the line between, uh, time and
1: example. Right. For yeah. sure. And, and, and honestly, I was just curious which one yeah. you leaned heavier on. Well, you just said example. So that's. And I had never thought of it. I love that before. I had never thought of that before. So
0: I love that yeah. question, but I would have to agree. I have heard it argued. It's interesting to bring this up. I have uh one of the one of the guys I I follow fairly closely. He um he even, I've heard him say it doesn't always have to be quality time. He's like sometimes just kind of being with them in the room is is enough. I would agree there's maybe a time for that, maybe, but I I would maybe Say that with a word of caution because you don't want that to be like, oh, yeah, well, that could become a cop out. We were hanging out together. Um, So don't don't overuse that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Err on the side of example, Mm -hmm. err on the side of quality Mm -hmm. versus just simply existing together.
1: So how do you come out of that where where time is highly valued, but, you know, you're not being the example you want to be? or the role model you want to be, but time is heavily, uh, you know, time is of high value to your spouse, or or to whatever, but you know there has to be an element of you breaking away from that to get out there and actually be that example, right? Well, I guess, yeah, I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. Say that one more time. So, um, at what point when, when, because a lot of times, what happens when you decide to go out, kill something and drag it home, you got to leave the cave, right? You got to leave the home. When you go out there and, and strive, when you're going out there and trying to hit goals, yeah, you're gonna be gone more. Yeah. So it's a change. It's different. It's different from what you. Again, you and I are a few years down the road, but but people that are are gonna decide today to make a change are gonna battle this idea that, oh now I'm not there for my kids every second. Now I'm not there. You know what I'm saying? And what would you what would your advice be to getting out there and and hitting that goal despite you're starting to decrease time, but you're but you have to value example just as much. And I think, you know, you could be that example at home too by maybe that's the simple things. Maybe that's you picking up the house for your wife. Maybe that's you folding laundry kind of thing. I I don't, you could be that example in the presence of your kids to a certain degree, but there's other things that you're aiming for that are just, it's not, you know, it's not going to work with kids.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a great question. Like you were saying, like, what would you tell somebody who is just kind of starting to invest in other things for, for the overall benefit of their family, right? Like you said, they have to leave the cave, kill something to bring it back. That's an investment, but they have to leave the home in, to bring it back. Um, first of all, communicate. Make your loved ones aware of, hey, this I'm going to be investing in this. It's going to take me away from you a little bit, but this is what it's going to bring our family. Make right. sure they understand why. right? And yep. make sure there's um, understanding of your motivation behind this and uh, hopefully they can support you in that. If there's not support, if, if, if she's like, well, I don't necessarily want you doing that. That's some, that's going to be something you're going to have to work through.
1: Right. You might have to get better explaining your why.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe you shouldn't even do it to begin with. Right. Depending on what sure. it is. Depending
1: on what it is. For sure. Um, so <clears throat> I would say
0: that's the first step is let them <clears throat> explain the why very clearly get them on board, make them aware. Now like if your kids are old enough, also explain them like, Hey, I got to, be away for a little bit this and be, be honest with them. Right. This is what I'm doing. Um, I don't like, you know, some parents, they kind of keep their kids in the dark about, you know, different things like what they're doing and stuff. And there's obviously there's some things that aren't really necessary for kids to be aware of, but and again, I'm going to go back to that a word. There's rarely is there rarely is there not value in awareness and, and sharing, making your children or your, whoever aware of something. um, but with, with that being said, so that's, that's the first thing, making, making sure that they're on board. Um, and then also just kind of being honest with yourself, like, is this truly going to benefit my family? Is this truly going to be – will there be um, a return on this investment? And sometimes it's a risk. You don't know if there will be a return on that investment. But um, make sure it's truly going to be worth the risk. And then make sure the time that you do have with them – that you are making the most of that, that you are living by example, and that your time away from that investment isn't spent on yourself. It's not spent on Netflix or scrolling. That you are actually being intentional around the home, and, um, and it's it's not easy because I think you can relate to this. If when I am at home after work, I'm usually kind of fried, and uh, to actually then be intentional with like my daughter and stuff like that. It's a lot. He's just say, Hey, why don't we just watch a Disney movie tonight? You know, but I, I don't like doing that. Now she might enjoy that. There's a time and a place for that, but what kind of an example is that? I, she, she doesn't get to, to watch me play with her. I don't get, I love, I love actually playing with her and seeing her imagination work. And that's where growth happens. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's making the most of the time that you do have, because again, what what actually kind of made me wake up in the first place was the lack of time and was lack of money and that i realized i do need to use be intentional with what i have i don't have the options i used to i don't have the flexibility that i used to so yeah it, it first of all it's it's the the communication the understanding with those you love with those that you're um that will be impacted by this goal or by this decision this investment and then being disciplined enough to be intentional with the time that you do have with them outside of that investment away from and working towards that goal. And that's a wrap for part two. Next week, we'll air the final part of introducing Inquire Inside where the tables get turned and I get to ask Braden some questions. You can find us on Instagram at Inquire Inside. Here, we'll be sharing information on the show's content and letting you know when a new episode drops. We'd love to have you follow along there. As always, thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next time. Take care, everybody.